Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the bi-weekly podcast where we take a look at a story or narrative-focused game and talk about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And we are going to go ahead and continue our Life is Strange run. Um, our, our more astute listeners may recognize that this was not a bi-weekly podcast this time around. <laughs> it was the ever slow, podcast. slightly longer. Yeah, My you know, bad. we're just experimenting. You know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah, it. It's all me. You can send all the hate mail to me directly. Yep, just send it to Duncan at Duncan.edu. Duncan and, uh, at <laughs> Duncan at Duncan is having a crisis moving <laughs> dot .edu. <laughs> um, it's yeah, educational. So been, yeah. You've been you've been you've been moving, you've been dealing with, you know, issues in terms of getting your living situation figured out yeah. so we took a brief break and now we're good to go and we're gonna to fucking go. ramp back up and deliver the best episodes you've goddamn ever heard in your entire life oh, isn't yeah. that right that's rapping that's a wrap that's it oh it's <laughs> a good episode all right <laughs> so yeah um, that's why you want to you want to tell me more about life is strange since it's been so long i feel like i don't yeah. even know what a strange life is um well you'll find out but also I don't know. It's just sort of like it kind of normalized for a while there and then shit got real crazy and now shit's going to pop off. And on top of shit popping off, it's apparently going to pop off in like three other places because since the last time we recorded, they announced a fuckload of Life is Strange stuff. Yeah. So um, just to update, Don't Nod is working on Life is Strange 2, which may or may not have any relation to the first one. My guess is it'll just be thematic, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We'll share um, our theories they, next episode. Yeah, we'll dive into it more. Um, they also just announced yesterday, at the time of this recording, that they are doing a prequel, which will take place um, in, I think it said, three years prior to the start of the first episode, focusing entirely on Rachel and Chloe. And pre-blue also hair, Chloe. Pre-blue hair, which is it's going to be a change. Mm-hmm. Takes some getting used yeah. to, but I'm willing to give it a shot. And then I think they're still developing that Life is Strange TV show they talked about in, like, late 2016, but I haven't heard anything about that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of Life is Strange shit on the table right now, man. Yeah. So it's a real Fucking... lovely it's a real lovely show. I'd really like to see it hit the, hit the television, hit, like, a Netflix kind of thing, just so I could kind of share it with people who aren't really into games, you know? It'd be cool. Yeah. Assuming they don't just fuck it right the hell up. Oh, which yeah. I mean, it's entirely they, possible. I mean, they will. Yeah. But, I mean, when's the last time you saw a TV show or movie that was based on a video game and said, yeah, they did that well. I'm glad they uh, did that. Have you seen the Mario movie? <laughs> okay. Actually, well, I Well, it's seen been it. a while. Anyways. It's, <laughs> God damn it. We're getting off topic. It's been a hot fucking minute. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to wrap up with episode five. Episode five, titled Polarized, was released October 20th, 2015, and it is out on... PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, maybe, Xbox One, PC, Mac. It's basically on anything that's not a Nintendo platform. And also, this month, it is free on PlayStation Plus. So if you have not played the game, you've just been listening along, and you're interested, at this point, you've heard too much. It's too late. But also... No, stop now! It can can (laughs) stop! Reverse time! Well, I mean, our listeners can't. (laughs) That's kind of part of the power fantasy. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, but yeah, I think it's still worth it if you played one through four to finish off with five. Yeah, that's true. I wish you could so. skip episodes. That'd be cool. That would be interesting. Oh, well, you how... couldn't really because of the choices you made. 
Yeah, yeah, I wonder if they're just like, I don't know, we'll roll a dice. Roll a dice. It's <laughs> a coin flip if, if uh, uh, what's her name died? Oh my, Katie died. Kate? Kate? Kate, Kate died. Kate, there yeah. you go. It's been a fucking while, guys. Yeah. Give us a break. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, without any further ado, then let's, um, let's hop into the story summary so we can start fucking talking about this episode. Max awakens drugged alone and strapped to a chair in the dark room. After some struggle and limited investigation, she sees Victoria tied up on the ground beside her, if the player warned her. Max eventually gets a hold of a photo and travels back to a time when Jefferson was taking pictures of her, drugged and posed on the floor. She struggles and is able to spill some chemicals on a few photos. Jefferson increases her dosage and Max passes out again. When she wakes up, the photos she damaged are still there. Max uses one of those photos to get back to a confrontation when she was more awake. While talking, Jefferson reveals that he killed Nathan and plans to pin all of his crimes on the late Prescott. Max eventually asks Jefferson for her journal. He throws it at her feet and it flips to a page where a photograph was taken from episode 1, Max's selfie. She travels back to the first day to try and fix all of this. Max texts David about Mr. Jefferson in the darkroom and then hands in her picture for the Everyday Heroes contest. Mr. Jefferson is arrested and Max finds herself on a plane destined for San Francisco after winning the Everyday Heroes contest. While at a gallery that features her art, Max receives a call from Chloe. She realizes that the storm was real, and she didn't fix anything. Max then travels back through the Everyday Heroes contest picture and stops herself from ever turning in the photo, resulting in her ending up back in the darkroom. This time, we see that Max's diary, along with all of her photos, is burnt and useless. If Victoria was warned, she is seen dead on the floor. As Jefferson goes in to administer his final dose on Max, David Madsen breaks into the darkroom. Using her abilities, Max is able to give David the edge and he takes down Mark Jefferson. With Jefferson unconscious, David asks the whereabouts of Chloe. You can either lie and tell him she is safe, or admit that Jefferson killed her. If you tell David the truth, he laments the loss of Chloe and murders the unconscious Jefferson. Max comes up with a plan to use Warren's photos from the party to save Chloe. She drives to the Two Whales Diner in the middle of the storm using Jefferson's car. During this drive, Max receives a voice message from Nathan, apologizing and warning them about Jefferson. Upon arriving, she finds the town being ripped apart by the storm. Overturned vehicles, destroyed buildings, and dead body litter her path to the diner. She manages to push through the blockage and eventually ends up at the Two Whales. Inside, Max is greeted by Joyce, Frank, Warren, and a few familiar faces. Max speaks to Warren, who provides the picture he took from them for the party. She then travels back in time to outside the Vortex Club party. Max reunites with Chloe, and the two decide to head somewhere safe to take cover from the storm. Time jumps forward and Max and Chloe are on the beach watching the tornado barrel towards the town. After a brief discussion, they decide to head to the lighthouse and Max passes out, waking up in the class from the first episode. As Jefferson gives his iconic selfie lecture, birds begin diving into the window, coating it in a thick layer of blood. Then, abruptly, it vanishes, and Max is sitting alone in class. If Max did not help Kate, her desk is found covered in blood. If she was saved, I want to die is carved all over it instead. Max tries to exit the classroom and is instead confronted by Mark Jefferson. He asks if Max would like to stay in the darkroom forever. Max is forced to choose something terrible to reply 
but whatever she says, Jefferson disappears and Max is allowed to exit the classroom. Instead of the hallway, Max is transported to the girls' dorms where she sees Kate grieving in front of her door. She blames you for either letting her die or forcing her to live, and then jumps off into a white void in her dorm room. Max finds a room key, and upon grabbing it, her clothes are suddenly changed into Rachel's, and her missing person posters clutter the room. Max then goes through a series of doors, and each time she is a new person in a different version of the dorm. Finally, Max ends as herself, and returns to the school halls. We then see the original scene from the opening of the game, where Max walks down the hallway to the bathroom. Only this time, the music is playing in reverse, and the writing is going the wrong way, and students are all moving backwards. Max makes her way to the bathroom, but finds herself in a nightmarish maze resembling different places she's been. She's forced to sneak past several people who have uncharacteristically villainous motives towards her to get to the lighthouse. Once she makes it to the lighthouse, she takes a seat on a bench and realizes she's in a snow globe on the Price family's shelf, being forced to rewatch the day William died. Max then jumps back to the darkroom where she is forced to watch versions of Chloe romantically involved with various characters, including Jefferson and Victoria. In each scene, they make a passing comment on Max's flaws. Max then finds herself in the Two Whales Diner restroom. She has to find the proper code to unlock the door. When she emerges, the Two Whales Diner is filled with every character, but they're completely frozen, pleading for Max not to kill them. An alternate version of Max, the only moving thing there, is sitting at a table, waiting for the real Max. The mirror Max guilts her about various events and the way she uses her powers for personal gain, only to be interrupted by Chloe who pulls her away from the diner. Max then finds herself on a dimly lit winding path leading to the lighthouse. As she walks along, she is greeted by still images of her strongest moments with Chloe, accompanied by echoes of their conversations at that time. Upon reaching the end, Max is ripped out of the nightmare and back to reality, where her and Chloe stand at the base of the lighthouse. As the storm rages towards the town, Chloe realizes that her surviving is the cause of the storm, and the only way to undo it is for Max to travel back to when she first saved Chloe, and let her die instead. Chloe hands Max the picture she took of the blue butterfly in the bathroom and asks Max to let her die, saying that nobody else deserves this. At this point, Max can choose to let Arcadia Bay be torn to rubble by the storm and keep Chloe alive, or travel back using the butterfly photo and let her die. If Chloe is saved, we see the two riding out into the sunset from the destroyed ruins of Arcadia Bay. If Arcadia Bay is saved, Max is brought back to the bathroom where she does nothing and lets Nathan kill Chloe. We see pictures telling the story of David finding Chloe, Jefferson and Nathan being arrested, Max trying to comfort Chloe's parents, and Max trying to cope with the loss. In the final sequence, various members of Arcadia Bay attend a funeral for Chloe, and during the ceremony, we see a blue butterfly land on Chloe's casket. And that was uh, Life is Strange, Episode 5. Polarized. Finished. Finale. Well, maybe not, but... For this time being, finished. Mm-hmm. Conclusion of at least season one. Yes. Season one, episode five, season finale. Uh, there were not too many choices in this one, as it is the no. conclusion of everything you chose, pretty much, in a way. So um, we're going to still go through which which uh, 
questions we answered. Obviously, the big one is the end one, but we have one very important one to get through. Alex. Yes. Did you smooch that baby Warren face? <laughs> did you smooch him? I'll I'll be honest, Duncan. I did, and I regret it. Oh, gross. So, yeah, Warren sucks, but the option was there, and I was like, I do feel kind of fucking bad for him. Mm-hmm. Because he's the worst. And I just did. And you couldn't rewind after that. Like, I didn't have the option. And Oh, you yeah. Know, I don't know. It was a mistake. It was a mistake was on a my mistake. part. I acted in the moment. Well, I Alex, got caught up. You know, we, we all have to experiment sometimes. <laughs> we all have to kiss a Warren, you know? We just have to figure did this you, out about ourselves. Did you have to kiss a Warren? I had to hug a Warren. I gave him ah, the, see, there you go. I gave him the hug. That's that's the best way to go. You know, it leaves the door open for other things. You know, she she hugs her in a very certain way. You know, there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of like hug science that I could get into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not gonna go there though. This isn't the hug uh, cast. No, hold on. Are you saying it was a suggestive hug that maybe something <laughs> could happen down the road? Are you yes. saying hugs are like gateway contact to something more? <laughs> it's a possibility. You have to observe how you get hugged. I I don't know. I think the hug was honestly worse than doing nothing because doing nothing was at least like there's no like he knows. It's like all right, well, I'm out of the game. I'm a bow out. But if you hug, it's like well, it's a psychological fuck. Yeah. It. (laughs) What? Assuming you mean it fucks with him psychologically. Yes. It's not like it's not. not Yeah. It's. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's yeah. You know what I'm saying. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We'll touch more on Warren a little bit later on. Will we? Um, <laughs> I mean, I. Why I don't we just now? Because <laughs> I don't want to get too involved in it. <sighs> All right, Duncan. Fine. Because I just fucking don't like Warren. What? Um, okay, hold on. Before we resume, <laughs> did you did you or did you not see him in the window that one time? I I mean, I didn't when I was playing through the game initially. There's which... a there's a scene, everybody, for context, where uh, if you look out your window at a very specific moment in the game, like from your room, you can see him, like, looking in through, through your window, like, outside. Yeah, it's fucking it, creepy. It's so creepy. If I would have saw that at any point, I would have thought he was the killer. There's no way. Oh, man. That would have been such a good twist. Oh, my oh, God. Fuck. Can you imagine the dialogue? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to. I really, 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 very seriously do not want I to. I would really like to write it. Okay. Uh, you know what? Let's, we're in it. We're in it now. Let's just be in it. We'll touch on the rest of our choices, our other choice after this. But there was a line of dialogue when you're talking to Warren about the fact that you have time travel powers, which he just buys because he wants to fuck you. And... <laughs> He, he says, like, I don't care if it was from a wizard or a wormhole, and I wanted to punch my computer screen because I thought there was just a point zero 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 one percent chance he would feel it and take it back. <laughs> Warren's the worst character in this game. But he's the best at the same time. He's everything no. that you hate in a in a in a shitty nerd. Mm. No, I think he's just everything I hate in a person. Yeah, like, but that's, I don't know. He definitely is some of that, though. Yeah. Like, you gotta admit. And just, like, uh, uh, it, it's just, it's great. I love Warren. 
the fact that he exists in the world makes me happy. If he didn't exist in the like in the game, I think it would have. He's like the weird comic relief where he isn't funny at all, but you like to laugh at him and make fun of him behind his back, <laughs> out of game. Of course, I don't think we've ever talked about Warren in a serious way. I mean, we. I think in episode one of this podcast, we talked about how we saw a little bit of ourselves in him. Yeah. And now that I've torn into him this much <laughs> through the next four episodes, I do feel a little bad about everything I've said. Yeah. But I don't take any of it back. All right. Well. Because he's the worst. Yeah. But, hmm. you know. We can wrap up Warren at this point. I think everyone knows how we feel about him. I, I don't know if they understand fully, but yeah, I think, I mean... I mean, if anyone's yeah. played, they understand. If anyone looks at that picture of him peering through the fucking window, they'll understand. <laughs> oh my god. What the fuck? There's gonna be someone out there that's like, no, Warren's actually being cool, he's just, like, nervous, and he's gonna go ask you out or some Dude, shit. Dude, I told you, someone that like, I was with at some point told me that they thought Warren was very charming and cute. Fucking wrong. Yeah. Just wrong. actually objectively <laughs> factually wrong. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move uh, on to the next choice. <laughs> anyway, now that we're done with that bit, how about that next decision? Yeah. How about that next decision? Um Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Uh I would like to start off by asking you, how long did you take to spend on that final decision? If I had to ballpark it, yeah, which is hard because time was moving differently while I was making that decision, <laughs> yeah. I would say realistically probably five to six minutes. Wow. Um, I would have to say probably the same. I actually had that hey. in my head. You know, I was Damn. thinking about like five, eight minutes, like around there. Um, it felt like ten. It definitely. Yeah, felt like I mean, 10. it felt like a lot longer um Mm -hmm. you know i did i did stop like at minute like four or five i'm just like wait this is a game i can look up (laughs) the other ending on youtube or just restart the game it's fine (laughs) then i thought in my head well what if i pick the ending that i don't want and then when i'm done with the game i pick the ending that i do want that way the game actually ends on like the way i want it to uh but mm. i'm like nah that's kind of cheating so that's like that's too much gaming the game you know that's yeah some exactly game shit. so so uh give me a drum roll no no, no, no as a no. sound effect mm. oh god i don't have a sound effect board so well it goes in post i i just we've never done a drum roll sound effect we've done drum rolls and mm. we did them all right fine <laughs> give me a real drum roll Okay. <laughs> what choice did you make? I saved Chloe. Yeah, me too. Uh, it couldn't mm. help it. Couldn't help so, it. So it felt bad. Man. I had thought through it for a long time. Roughly five to six minutes, you may remember. Yes. Um, <laughs> and came to the definitive conclusion that Chloe is awesome. Yeah. And I couldn't bear to hurt her, but everyone else in the town was just so important. And Joyce was like, I loved Joyce. She was amazing. And I couldn't bear the thought of like her losing her daughter. And, but I also couldn't bear the thought of like, I just, it was all the worst. And I, I ended up deciding that, hey, 
as much as I love Chloe, Arcadia Bay is more important than all those characters in their lives. It's just too much. And then when I went to click the button that said sacrifice Chloe, <laughs> I tried to click the button. And what instead happened was my hand said, no, 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 we're good. And just went to the other side of the screen and clicked sacrifice Arcadia Bay. Wow. I just, it was, it was rough, man. Like I walked, uh, it yeah. was rough. It was rough. Give, give me your reasoning. Why did you choose to do it? Um, It's... It's very selfish because mm-hmm. in my thought process, I, I decided, well, at this point, I'm not going to decide what Max would do. I'm going to decide what I would do you know, as a person. Okay. And um, it's very clear in my Max, you know, very strong feelings for, you know, I yeah. think I think it's pretty, pretty clear for both of us, whether they are the bestest of best, best friends or whatever the fuck. It's very strong feelings. So, mm-hmm. um. I would do that for for someone I felt like about that probably. You would sacrifice an entire town. Yes, because I'm that I can be that selfish. I guess like where I, and part partially I believe that in that situation you're so out of clarity. Like if you were just in the middle of the storm and your like best friend was just like you know in tears in front of you and like everything just seemed and you know what there is absolutely no definitive proof that what you're going to do is going to work you know obviously game wise it's gonna work you know what i mean there's no question about it but Mm -hmm. you know there's there's no proof that that's going to end up working out for you and i think in a panicked situation where i saw someone i cared about like that in front of me and everything was just coming to me and everything that she experienced beforehand, I would probably just feel like I need someone to be with me in this. And so I would just let the tornado do its course. All right. I think that's fair. Like I can definitely understand that. I can understand the mentality of like, this is, this is too much. You know, I, I need this. I can't put myself or you through. The, yeah. Like I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. So, I mean, it's not the, it's definitely not the moral decision. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> But, you know. Well, you know, morals be damned, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, it was a very powerful ending. Um, We can just talk briefly, you know, the the two endings. We talked about them in the Well, um, I want to know why you summary. did, though. Did, you, did I, you feel the same or, like? No, I, again, I had decided to do the other one. And I just physically could not okay. bring myself to let that was your die. reasoning okay All it right. was so rough yeah. and you know it, it yeah it was bad it was bad i think the reason that i was able to physically be okay with it was the idea of like well if i let chloe die i am putting joyce through the loss of her husband and her only daughter and that's a fate worse than death for her mm-hmm. so my two favorite characters would be like totally destroyed then fuck it and you're being you're <laughs> And you're being put in Warren's hands, so because <laughs> the other God ending, damn the other ending, if you're, you know, you did kiss Warren, so whoa, fuck off! All right, it was an accident. <laughs> no, it was a misclick. But... <laughs> Warren knows. <laughs> Warren, it was a misclick. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! So did, I mean, you saw? I mean, you watched both the endings, yes, right? Of course, okay. of course, like, yeah. Three um, so. Did you feel like either of them were particularly better? Like, not did you like the outcome of them better? Did yeah. you feel either one of them were done better than the other? 
Uh, yeah. I think the the sacrificing Chloe ending was done much better. Mm. The the other okay. ending, I was just kind of like, well, that's it. They ride off into the sunset. Like if that's the if that was the only if that was the end to a movie, I would be very disappointed. I'm like, wow, well, that's fun, you know. <laughs> it just didn't seem yeah. like anything really happened, you know. Right. I, and I think like definitely it wouldn't have taken that much more to make that a powerful scene, right? Like if it had been instead of you drive through and see some destroyed buildings and then you're driving into the sunset, if it had been like a conversation or. Uh, not even a, I don't even think a conversation needed to happen. If it was just like you drive through and then, you know, maybe like a short scene of like Chloe and Max trying to find people in the wreckage and like finding deceased family members or something. Yikes. And then like one of the photo ops of like them together, like, you know, outside of Arcadia Bay and like individually struggling, but trying to stay like having each other to lean on. It would have been like a really, really powerful ending. Yeah. And instead they were just like, I don't know. D- Drive away. Just it's, drive away. We're done. Like maybe, maybe they just didn't expect people to pick that one or something. But yeah, I, I think I think they just wanted to make it an option because if this was a movie, it would definitely be the the sacrifice Chloe. Like, there's no way that a movie would wrap up that way. Yeah, and and again, in all fairness to Don't Nod, I think there were issues with like the timing that this came out and budgetary constraints and sure. things like that. So it was rushed. And so I'm assuming that they just did the other ending beforehand and had more time and money with it. But yeah. like the other ending was everything you would expect. And it was so, so, so good. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, is I think the ending where you sacrifice the town to save Chloe is more interesting. It leads like, up, it leads up to more. Yeah. Like conceptually it leads up to more like questions and thoughts but I don't think they represented any of those in any way. And whether that be, yeah. you know, to the budgetary or whatever, it still is a thing, you know? Yeah. So. so instead, the ending that feels more canonical is just the one that falls into the time travel's bad, don't do it, guys, sort of trope. Yeah. Which is understandable, but also kind of slightly disappointing, I yeah. guess I'll say. And I don't know. I don't think... I know, I actually really don't think that this game's moral is time travel is bad or not moral, but I don't think that's a theme because if they never would have done this, she never, even though the conclusion of it was terrible, she got to spend like five days with her former best friend and that might never yeah. have happened, you know? I mean, I think that's fair. I, I It's just... The characterization that no matter what you do, messing with time will always have an like a negative consequence in the end is kind of the the more yeah. tropey sort of thing. Like I definitely I agree that like they they did some interesting stuff with the ride and being like, hey, and I mean Chloe even says it in her final speech that like she's the happiest she's ever been in those five days or whatever, right. and that's really touching. But I, it it feels like if they had just made the other ending a little better, they could have kind of sidestepped that trope in an interesting way and been yeah. like well time travel is kind of what you make of it as opposed to hey this is negative necessarily mm-hmm. yeah i can i can get behind that one i would have liked yeah. to seen a lot more done with that the, the other ending but you know maybe they did leave it out so you can discuss it and think about it and imagine what they're doing and stuff like that but um, yeah imagine fanfics for days <laughs> what i always imagined is what if in that ending they like made it very like they pulled like an oxen free and like they're like ah everything is wrapped up well and then they like like pulled the fast one on you hold up hold up spoilers for oxen free oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) whoops (laughs) 
Yeah. But yeah. So like I I can't imagine if they did that. I don't know if I'd be happy if they tried to pull the fast one on you being like things are not correct. So like you know what yeah. I mean? Like if they like did like the page tear or page burn like around the edges of the screen or something like that. Like ah, that would really mm-hmm. fuck with me. So I'm glad yeah. they didn't do something like that where it's like this is the bad ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, they definitely did not make one of the endings like you made the wrong choice, which I really appreciate and it was kind of very important because I mean, if you saw at the end, the split is like almost still exactly fifty-fifty for which ending people chose, which is kind of fucking awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, I do think. So I think the ending where you sacrifice Arcadia Bay, or no, the ending where you sacrifice Chloe is definitely a sadder ending. Like it is. It just feels significantly more like you get more emotionally powerful yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. That being said. I think there's an argument to be made, at least for me personally, in my psyche, there was an argument to be made that the sacrificing Chloe ending was actually, or sacrificing Arcadia Bay ending was actually more sad, not because, you know, it had more powerful moments, but because afterwards I had to sit there and live with the fact that I had decided that I could sacrifice an entire town's (laughs) worth of people to save one blue-haired punk girl that I had been best friends with a long time ago and had reconnected with over five days. Yeah. Well, I mean... Mm-hmm. fucking that fucked with me like i walked into my roommate's room like <laughs> 20 minutes after finishing it and was like hey man i just finished like life is strange and he's like are you all right you look like you just saw a fucking ghost <laughs> and i was like yeah man i saw a lot of I ghosts. Don't know. I think... <laughs> like yeah man i don't know i think i think i may have made the wrong choice just now um <laughs> just, it was it was rough no i feel you rough. on that one i i definitely the 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 reality see that's the thing and it just cycles back to what we were talking about earlier is the reality of sacrificing um arcadia bay is much sadder than sacrificing chloe but they don't represent it well enough for you to feel that until you like walk away and think about it yourself maybe that's what they wanted to do so maybe i mean because like they could have been real dicks with it and just shown you a bunch of sad shit that happened in arcadia bay and like dead people and then shown like you know, fast forward two years into the future and, like, Max and Chloe just aren't even friends anymore because <laughs> looking at each other is just like, I can't look at you without thinking of the horrible thing we did. Yeah. I can't be around you. Which is honestly You have to think about that relationship now. You know? That can't, that's not going to be a good one. No. It's not going to be a good one afterwards. No. Do you think Do you think they're still, the, they're still best friends or together or whatever? Mm, no. They got to stay in touch. <laughs> Yeah, you I think mean, they're, they're at least ones. friends on Facebook. <laughs> they send Christmas cards. It's fine. They send Christmas cards. <laughs> they send destruction of Arcadia Bay cards. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I guess just overall, were you like, were you satisfied with the ending? Were you satisfied with this ending as a conclusion to the game? Like either ending? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I was fine with it. I mean, I like I said, I was a little disappointed with the sacrificing Arcadia Bay one because it's just it didn't feel like there was enough that happened. But mm-hmm. I was still Didn't feel complete. Yeah, I was still walked away and I'm like, that was a good game, which barely happens for me. You know what I mean? I always feel like I want more from it. So I was yeah. I was very satisfied. What about you? I was too. I, I again I think I was more satisfied with it when I watched the other ending. I think I was like, Okay, I definitely see the sense of completion they were going for here. But overall I was happy with it. I have heard a non-zero amount of griping from other people in terms of like none of your decisions mattered and like i you, there was no way to not have this game be sad which yeah i mean those are both true right i agree with those but 
overall, still really felt satisfied at the end. I felt like I got the emotional story that I came in for. Yeah, you got you definitely get what you put into this game. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. you put in you put in exactly like what it asks you, and the output is perfect. Like it's it's exactly what you mm-hmm. want out of it. Because you like you know what you're coming into. You know it's an emotional story. It's about time travel. You know, it's about, about teens, teens yeah. finding themselves. Yeah, mm, gotta love those teen stories where you find yourself. You know, <laughs> I I legitimately thought you said you fuck yourself, and I got very confused. <laughs> I'm like Alex, where is this going? <laughs> oh, no, Duncan. Oh no, no, no. no. Uh, read a lot of fanfics, you know, and it just got really weird. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a um, just real quick. There's a, a strong fan fiction culture for this game. I don't know if you're aware. Yes. Um, well, I'm but aware. But it's fucking everywhere. Uh, I have engaged with zero percent of it because that's not really my jam. If it's your jam, fucking good for you. Like I don't care. I was just I was a little surprised at how much there was. Alex, <laughs> Alex, you're what? forced into a, a life of strange role play. <laughs> who do you pick to be it doesn't have to be sexual it just it's just a role play it's of like all of the characters any or... character you can be any character uh, probably samuel damn it i was gonna say samuel <laughs> <laughs> he took mine dude that would be fun to role play because you can just say whatever the fuck comes into your head and people will be like yeah that's canon that checks. <laughs> yeah damn fuck uh all right so we can kind of circle back now um i I knew that discussion was going to get pretty lengthy so i do want to talk a lot about episode five in general terms not just the ending we'll obviously still dance around it and touch on it more but um i think this episode uh had a a very polarized audience no pun intended (laughs) uh and um i think there's just a lot to talk about so i guess let's let's just general dive in general dive in take Um, a harsh (laughs) turn Can we not, can we not oh. make that the meme of our podcast? Yes. Oh, uh, fuck. So I, I just want to ask from a complete standpoint beginning to end, did you feel like this episode was tonally consistent with the previous four episodes? Just as a whole, like taking each episode as a whole. Mm. Consistent? Um, not really, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Are you, are you asking okay. that more so in like... Is it consistent in quality, or is it consistent in its theming and like? Definitely more of the latter. Like, do you think it? Did the tone of this episode follow what you would expect from a conclusion to a Life is Strange game? Yes. Given the previous four episodes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, what about you? I want to. I want to know your like initial opinion before I dive in. Yeah, I, I would say. I think it really teetered on the edge of that that kind of tonal inconsistency because it. I I I, I want to hear your thoughts on it first, honestly. If you have anything to dive in, but otherwise I can just kind of run with it for a little. Why bit. Why don't you run with it for a little bit? I'm, I'm okay. So, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. The, the episode was again. It was I think darker than all of the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, opening with like, hey, you're in a weird torture photography chamber and it's all the worst and here's a bunch of like pictures and scenes of you being drugged and photographed and soon to die um jumping right into like everything's bad and it's all still very dark and then following into like kind of a nightmare sequence that i enjoyed but was kind of 
it didn't feel like it made sense necessarily. Um, jumping into, hey, you now get to choose whether or not to kill one person or like 50 people. Like it was just a lot darker, right? I feel like all of the previous episodes had a, a kind of up and down pace to them and they would build to their big points and then hit it. And then that's usually where they ended. Whereas this one, it just kind of felt like it started at a really dark, heavy, high place and it just didn't ever drop at all it just stayed there pretty much the whole time and mm-hmm. then the quality is the only thing that shifted throughout the entire episode hmm. that's a that's, that's kind of yeah that's a good interpretation of, of thinking of like how because you get a lot of ups and downs and like the darker themes and the lighter themes of life is strange throughout the episodes and this is really the like everything has become real and they don't they don't really fuck around anymore yeah, and I think the game excelled quite a bit in, like, the quiet moments where you sit down and, you know, you just kind of take it all in. And those moments existed in this episode, but I actually thought they were all of the weakest moments in this episode. Yeah. So it so, was kind of a weird turn there. So, like, because, I mean, all the sit-down moments and, like, those kind of moments just have... I think the problem is is not that they were bad, but because the... The roller coaster, the, I'm going to say roller coaster of like, you know, ups and downs that were taken mm-hmm. on in the first four episodes. Roller coaster of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gotcha. They're, they're, um, they're very like, they're very fluid and they work well together. Whereas yeah. this feels like a like 45 degree angle that's just like completely sharp. <laughs> like you're just in the most intense situation of your life where there's boulder, you're, there's like uh, rubble falling on you. You just like killed a man with electric and water and you're just like, I just, I just got to get to the Twin Whales Diner. I can't stop for this shit. <laughs> and then you keep going and then you walk in and then you just like chit chat with a couple people. It's yeah, just weird. It, There's just mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel right. So I think yeah. that the moments aren't bad. It's just the transition between them are bad. And I don't think there's any solution for that because there's no there's no comfortable amount of time you could give me in between I watched a man die by being electrocuted with water and I'm chit chatting with someone I went to high school <laughs> or college with. You just can't do that. Like there's it would just be a waste of time to transition me in between those two things. <laughs> I I I can agree with that and like hey you can't like the transition would just be too long to get you like back up and down yeah. so I I don't think it's impossible but I think it would just be monumentally difficult to do Yeah but I think again this might be less of a tonal thing this may just be my like me projecting the tone um based on my experience with the episode but I definitely like those moments where you, you you get off of the like high point of the roller coaster to chit chat with people like those moments were just uh, not to like paint with the wide brush but they were just bad they were all kind of bad i thought yeah no I, and i think yeah. that fucked it like that fucked the tone of it because it took me out of the intensity and then didn't give me anything for like leaving you know it's like hey come over here for a second i know you're in the middle of this but i need you to check out this thing and then i came over there and it's like "Mm, just kidding it's just a it's just ground it's just dirt go back and then it's like oh okay well that was good i'm glad that that happened and then i went back onto the roller coaster and i think they could have just made this episode shorter and not had those moments in there and it would have felt more consistent do you think it, it was felt so jarring do you think it was a pressure point that they had to like re-deliver this and like make it longer so people they thought that like people wouldn't be disappointed by the length and i think there's these po- moments i think there's potential i honestly think part of it is just that they wanted like 
I've seen this before in a couple of other story-based games where you meet this like wide cast of characters and you'll run into them again at intense moments and like toward the end of the game and the game will say, okay, this is your chance to say goodbye and this character <laughs> yeah. will say what they want to do and the character will get their chance to talk and it just, it doesn't make sense for the fiction of what they're building, but I think they felt like they had to be, hey... You have to get a chance to hear and to talk to Joyce about what's going on. You have to get a chance to talk to Frank. And these should be powerful sequences, so they should be longer, and you should talk to them more. And here's your chance to talk to Warren, and then here's your chance to talk to you know Chloe two yeah. or three times. And I was just like, okay, these don't – I get it. These don't need to happen. You, also, you don't get, like, a nice wrap-up of things like this in real life either, so this just feels out of place, and it feels like you're – you, you're forcing this character upon me like hey this character needs their moment yeah and it felt so out of place that it was jarring yeah i that's a good point that's, that's so, probably another reason why it felt so weird yeah and, and again i want to stress that i think these these issues that i have with episode five are all in the middle i think the yeah. beginning is good i think the end is good i think the middle is weird yeah so specifically speaking about like the so you're you're saying that the middle just because i want to clarify and make sure we're yeah. on the same page yeah, yeah. the middle is okay. like when she gets in the car to when she travels back from her picture i i would call middle from gets in the car to beginning of nightmare sequence okay yeah that's that's basically the picture because she travels yeah. back to the picture and then they go to the light oh yeah i guess so they go to the lighthouse yeah, go, then she goes go to the beach the then go to the lighthouse okay yeah yeah, yeah i well, uh, do you think that they could have changed the subjects of the the chit chat in the middle? You know what I mean. Do you think that they could have made them things that were about more intensely, like like almost like foreshadowing towards the ending of like, oh my god, what's going to happen to me and stuff like that, where you feel more emotion about having to sacrifice them, or do you just think that there's just no way to make this? I think the way to fix it is to have it be significantly shorter. And yeah. from the minute you get into the two whales diner, you're you're like you're hyped. There's a tornado basically within throwing distance and then you just talk for too long and it doesn't make <laughs> sense because you know that the object of the reason you're there is to get that picture and go back in time and prevent everyone from dying. So having an opportunity to like say goodbye doesn't also make sense for Max to be trying to get to, you know? Yeah, that's true. And and also, it, I would think at this point, Max is so hardened by the time travel that she knows that none of these people are really going to matter anymore because she's taking back on this time where it's like, okay, you're not the reality I'm going to be living in soon. Yeah. You know which I mean? is why I got, yeah. That's why, like, the walk to the two whales also pissed me off when it's like, I should go try and save this person. I should try and save that person. It's like, no, fuck it. I really shouldn't. Because yeah. <laughs> this is a waste of my time, but I'm gonna do it anyway because video game objectives exist. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta 100 this dream sequence. And the the yeah. only the only one that I would do in real life is I would save the that that uh, that clumsy pink haired girl. I would <laughs> save her every time. Yeah, I'd always save Alyssa. Oh just because, like, she always needs my help, and I was just like, I have to wrap this up. Like, I can't. I think <laughs> I've saved her so many times. <laughs> I think the actual moral of the story is not like, hey, 
this tornado is coming to the town because Chloe shouldn't be alive. It's, yeah. hey, nature has been trying to kill Alyssa for four <laughs> episodes, and you keep stopping it, so we're taking out everybody. What if you tear the picture, go back, and, um, and Chloe gets shot, and the, the storm is still there, and... <laughs> Right, and it's just <laughs> Alyssa sitting there, like I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> just the shrapnel just being flown towards her face every like five seconds. You just keep turning back time to save her. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh god, yeah. Um, so yeah, generally speaking, um, pacing of that section and tone of that section, yeah, just sort of weird. Do you not... want? Yeah, I can. I can agree with that. Do you want to talk about the nightmare section, or do you want to talk about the um, about the the like opener? Let's hit the opener because we probably should have done that at some point before yeah. forty minutes into the podcast. Probably, but, okay, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Um. So, what were you like? What were your general thoughts on this opening sequence? Like, can I do like did, a can I do like a spoken word rap about it? I really, really hope you will. <laughs> Drugged on a chair. I'm scared. I'm not feeling good. But who's this? It's Chloe's stepdad. He's gonna help me. Still scared. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking went for that. I love it. That was very good. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, what the fuck? I was just I, to be honest, it was really scary. I felt really <laughs> uncomfortable during a lot of the scenes. Um, yeah, he, Jefferson is just creepy. Yeah, he's kind of a weird dude. Mm-hmm. I guess you know what really like... like stuck with me, and I am skipping ahead to the nightmare yeah. sequence, but like. When you're having the that that dream, and then your only options are to say flattering things about him. Oh God, yeah, uh, that was a really good part. Uh, there was like a cu- I feel like there was like a couple moments where he like mentioned like semi flirty things. And was yeah. there? It just, so I I don't think he ever said anything flirty. He just like he mentioned you were his best subject. Yeah, it was all like stuff like that. It wasn't like mm. I want to flirt with you. It was like, hey, I want to kill you and keep your corpse around. Yeah, and exactly. That was weird and yeah. very uncomfortable. Also, on, on that, we'll talk about the nightmare sequence more later. Actually, mm-hmm. but, uh, sorry, Jeff Jefferson's just like he's <sighs> some kind of of two minds because he's really creepy and I don't like it and it's uncomfortable and like. You know, there's drugged pictures and of people everywhere, and seeing Max like drugged and half passed out while he was posing was like viscerally uncomfortable, and I hated yeah. it a lot. Where you like black um, out and come back in? Yeah, where you're like laying on the floor and you move, and then he like yells and pushes you, and it's like, okay, this is mm, this is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm not sure I like buy his shit. No, I really don't. I think. <sighs> I think they could have done so much more to make him so much more unbelievable. Like, they could have made it this, like, intense, like, you know, like, sexual thing or, like, you know, mm. give it that kind of vibe of, like, rape, which would have been, like, terrible and, like, just would not have even yeah. fit the themes very well. They could have made him more, like, 
like brutal serial killy, but he's he's not that. And I don't know what the solution is either to that, because it just feels like if he's not that and you still want him to be the villain of the story, then what should he be doing? You know, straight up. I think the solution is to have him talk less in episode five, because I think I can buy his motives of like, I want to do this. I want to like, this is my art. This is the most vulnerable a person will be like capturing that moment. Like the people kind of realize they're going to die and like lose all their innocence. Like, I think that works. I think they just, he monologued so much that at some point I was like, okay, you're not a real person. You're a monologue. And it, it felt like they were trying too hard to justify it. And I think if they had just leaned into like his actions and what he did were perfectly creepy enough for me to buy him as a villain. All he had to do was just say a little bit less about why he was doing it and how he was doing it and let you fill that in with your imagination a little bit more. And I think he would have been like very, very good. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's interesting to have him, have him talk quite a bit less. Uh, I can I can definitely get behind that reason. I think um, the only other thing that would help him out quite a bit is being a more believable villain in the story is uh, it, just like I would have liked to seen to have seen more of like Nathan and his relationship. You know what mm. I mean? Like there there's a certain like he had to have like had this bizarre like. Uh, like I'm gonna teach you how to like do this and to do that yeah. and to like truly make art. Like that must have been such a interesting to watch and like right situation of this mm-hmm. kind of apprenticeship of fucked up whatever in art it is. So yeah, you know, they, I I guess I would have liked to seen that. They dip their toes into that. What I think was a really interesting relationship very briefly and like kind of mentioned that hey jefferson is acting as like a surrogate father figure for nathan because Mm -hmm. his family's so fucked up but they don't really deliver on that they just want you to know that that's part of what was happening yeah and i do think it would help if if you saw a little more of that throughout the game i think it would definitely kind of cement some of those ideas and and really make it work a little bit better do you think like the just sudden the sudden like oh he is that's who he is and then you just have to carry on that character from there was better than if it was like a slow drip where you like kind of suspected him a little bit throughout the game. Um, you think it would have changed your feelings? I think it definitely would have changed my feelings. It would depend on how they did the slow drip. Mm -hmm. I'm like a sucker. And I think I've said this in the past, like I'm a sucker for those aha moments where it's like, Oh shit, everything makes sense now. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love those moments, but also, yeah, I'm more of a sucker for careful character development, and I think they probably could have done a little bit better with that, but it's yeah. hard to say. It would have depended on how they did it, but it's interesting to think about how it could have looked. And, like, I keep loading questions on you here, but do you think, like, the second time playing through this, watching him talk to you and others, did you feel that there was that clever planning and, like, you know, obviously, it's it's not as obvious, but a lot of the times when you play a good game a second time or watch a movie a good second time, you start to realize the motives of the characters are hidden, but are mm. still there very prominently and, like, cleverly placed. Did you feel like that, or did you just think, like, I, oh, 
I don't same. think you got enough FaceTime with him for that to happen. Yeah. Like, I felt that a little bit in episode one, and then I think I mentioned last episode, like, by the halfway through episode four, I was like, oh, fuck, I think I'd still chill with him, though, because he seems like a cool dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Like, right up until the moment he kills Chloe, he's all right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I, think, I don't see it. That's, I guess yeah. that was my thing, is I, I, watching it through a second time, I didn't really see anything. I didn't see any no. reason for him, so... I think that's no, another it, part that doesn't make him as believable. Yeah, I think there are hints that he's doing it in terms of, like, he will reference things that if you know that's what he's talking about, you're like, oh, shit, that makes sense. But it mm-hmm. doesn't, like, feed into motivation. It feeds into, like, hey, this is cool to play through a second time to look at. It doesn't yeah. explain it at all. He's not he's not Dexter-y enough where it's, like, there's, always, <laughs> like, always something off with Dexter. Like, everyone knows, like, he's so weird. Like he's just a little weird. He's a little off. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's, but there's nothing off about Jefferson. He's just a pretty cool dude. Yeah. But they totally, they could have gotten away with that so hard though, with him being like a famous art person. Like, yeah. That would have been really easy to play into and make it work. And I think they just didn't lean into it hard enough. Mm-hmm. But I think they didn't want to because they were afraid that they would lose that aha moment. Yeah. It's a very, it would be very difficult to make sure that no one could see it coming. Yeah. So. And it's probably better. more worth it to just you know not have anyone see it coming but it's a gambit yeah it is it's the roll of the dice on which is better i do think kind of breaking out of this jefferson um Mm -hmm. discussion i think it's really cool that uh i want to shift what i said i think it's really interesting that (laughs) you can kind of wake up and then see victoria there or victoria dead no that's really Um, cool cool. (laughs) and the reason i think it's really interesting is because it's the only choice in the game where the positive like the positive scenario ends in a negative like objectively positive scenario ends in a negative consequence right yeah because victoria is actually only there if you successfully warn her that mm-hmm. like to watch out for nathan because then she goes to jefferson and then she ends up there and then ends up dying but like if you fuck up she's just not there so i fucked up and went through the game thinking oh i guess that was just an unimportant conversation because you never see her again see i thought that like it was done uh, like it would be done but uh, it would have been done after me like Victoria was kind of like in line after me. <laughs> yeah, that I I sort of figured that too, but it's like I, I don't I just think it's really cool that like they had that twist in there. Yeah, it was like hey, you may have done the right thing and something bad still happened because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you that's didn't not know something the full they situation. With. Yeah, and I think cool. it's good that it's not they don't toy with it ever like again or on any other scenes because I hate games that that try and say like oh this is a good thing this is a good thing ha it's a bad thing you know and they like mm. they think they're really clever by doing that but it's really good like peppered in like that so i enjoy it yeah yeah totally so props to them on that part um mm-hmm. just in terms of talking about the beginning sequence the only other thing i want to touch on real quick did not really like the part where you have to convince david how to like kill jefferson <laughs> because that part just felt so two things. <laughs> wait, how to kill? Wait, wait, wait. wait. We're talking not about kill. How, sure. not how to kill him. How okay. to like when he breaks in, and you have to like help him beat yes, up and restrain yes. Jefferson. Because a, I thought the puzzle aspect of it was weak because so weak. the like oh, the logic God. connections didn't make sense. No, it was um, really bad. Yeah, and then also there's a point when you say hey kick that table at him and he says yes sir and then kicks the table and it's a bad animation and it's a bad voice line and it's a bad voice act it's just the worst oh yeah it's 
it's pretty bad. I there's really nothing else to say about it. I the first time I played it, I got so frustrated at that moment and it broke all the tension. And thank yeah. God there was that middle part to <laughs> fucking make me feel better. <laughs> and actually it actually made me feel better when I got to tell David what what Chloe was, was yeah. doing. So, but the- I'll leave the other section as it was just really frustrating that it was voiced poorly and written uh, poorly written poorly and uh i hated it yeah i think it's actually my least favorite puzzle in the game do you remember finding the bottles in episode two i do i do but you know what this is worse because at least with the bottles i'm like i know what i'm doing in the sense that i'm walking around looking for fucking bottles and this one i just didn't know what i was supposed to do yeah i didn't understand the timing at all it wasn't clear to me the timing was bad and then like everything that made sense either thematically or like just logically was the wrong option (laughs) yeah definitely yeah so that's a little fucked but again i do think it was redeemed immediately after by the conversation that you have if you choose to tell david that chloe's dead yeah because that's like the high point of his character just the way that it's voiced and written was Mm -hmm. phenomenal yeah i I upvote that hey we didn't talk about that (laughs) did you um did you uh oh shit tell her did you tell him uh i told him and then fucking rewinded that shit because i was like i'm turning back time he doesn't need this on his conscience for the next hour like that's that's too rough yeah that's that's so rough i think a lot of people told at the time was like hey she's fine because the reality of it is you he is going to in my opinion i'd rather see the person i hate rot in jail for like years upon years upon years than see him dead because mm. dead is like rest and my like you know we're getting into some dark philosophical shit right now yeah i mean <laughs> that's my that's my thoughts on it no but. i mean that's fair i just i it was all for me the reason i told him chloe was okay it was, it was all about david doesn't deserve to have to know this especially if it's not true it's like a combo like i think that and the fact that um the fact that i didn't want david to have to you know and i mean when it comes down to it david might get in trouble for something like that you know i don't really know how that works yeah Yeah, for murder you know (laughs) even if it was someone who you know tied these people up and took pictures of them and shit like i mean he makes the self-defense case he gets off you know probation at most but still still yeah. There's a lot more things that ha- would have end up happening. So, yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to touch on in the beginning sequence? There's like that art sequence where she says life is weird instead of life is strange. Uh, and goes, <laughs> 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 Actually, I think I, I make fun of it. I kind of like to do sort of cute, but I really like. Um, mm, I really enjoy the whole thing where she. Um, I'm trying to think of this as part of the what what section is she able to not travel back or not escape the room any further where she just has to go back like as far as she can um like she's in the classroom right yeah so I don't remember what you're talking about shit um, I mean she goes the farthest she goes back is to the point when she is taking the picture that she submits to the everyday heroes contest yes like the selfie of her with all the pictures in front of her yes i'm gonna leave, i'm gonna leave it alone for now uh okay. but but if yeah. it pops up spring it up um 
yeah but yeah I think i'm getting that, the not... i'm getting the beginning section and the nightmare section confused a little bit there's a, there's definitely some overlap because you do go through that classroom section like four times in this episode yeah yeah so kind of yeah i lot. think there's enough to talk about in the nightmare one let's 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 transition yeah so everything in the middle we talked about pretty much ad no i mean did you have anything to say about the actual conversation with joyce and frank mm, i don't remember really. it that much i thought it was okay at best yeah it was all right i didn't i don't really i know you really like joyce and i thought she was a good character but i didn't really like care about her and i didn't really remember a lot of stuff same with frank yeah yeah that's fair again i think take those conversations lift them whole cloth put them somewhere else maybe i feel differently but in the middle of the tornado scene i just didn't want to deal with it yeah um, exactly but then yeah you you jump to the nightmare section though actually first you go back in time to the night of the party and there's a really good conversation you can have with chloe where you admit everything about letting her dad die yeah and that's that's a really good scene too that is that is a really good scene and you don't get the option to rewind that either, which was great because my roommate didn't know what button he pressed and then said it and then was like, no, no, whoa, 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 I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. Um, which was hilarious. Um, but yeah, that fucking nightmare sequence. Yeah. Um, it was. Do you want to yeah. kind of talk? I think there's like different sections of the nightmare sequence we should talk about. Yeah. The first being first of like the initial realization that you are in this like you fucked up time like there's <laughs> this is like the this is the bottom of the pit like there might so be when, no way to go back after this so you talking like when the birds start hitting the window yeah when the birds start hitting <laughs> the window that is I, yeah, that is uh actually for me it wasn't the birds starting the window i actually think it happened with the reverse section that's uh, that's that's pretty far that's like halfway through the sequence yeah, that's when I – see, I knew I was like, oh, I'm in a fuck time. But at that mm-hmm. point, I thought, like, okay, I'm going to, like, go back far enough where I'm a fetus and then I never exist. You know what I mean? Oh like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up in that kind of reality. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, so that never – that experience never hit me because I was just always, like, from basically minute one, I was like, okay, Max is having, like, a weird fucked up nightmare on drug sort of shit so i'm See, sure this will end up okay is it my question is, is is this like some kind of like nightmare from being passed out or is this her like shifting in and out of different realities i think it is her like a nightmare because mm. it's like she doesn't use her rewind powers right before it starts they're like on the beach and then they agree to walk to the light tower and then she like takes a few steps and sort of passes out See, I like to think of it, I think it's much more fun to discuss if you think about it as, like, this is her maximum, like, amount of fucking with time, and she's being, like, ripped out of this this kind of area. Whether it's true hmm. or not to the story, I I like that thought it's, a little bit that's better. interesting. It is. Um, I didn't really think about it that way, so I can't say whether or not I would prefer it, but it is definitely, like... That definitely makes it the next level of fucking weird if if yeah, that's what they went for exactly. there. Exactly. So yeah, because I don't know. It just that's when I realized that I thought that way is the with the rever, rever, bleh, reverse of everything, and I mm-hmm. I felt it made me feel really uncomfortable for some reason. Like it was hmm. one of the bigger. Un, I I get like uncom weird like sensory things with really bizarre things. So I guess like the backward stuff just kind of got to me. Yeah, that's interesting because the backwards, like everyone moving backwards and talking backwards, and that good ass song being backwards, those that part didn't really fuck with me that much. That part probably fucked with me among the least of a lot of the nightmare sections. Yeah, 
Well, you have to um, think about like imagine being like having the fear of that is your life forever. You just yeah. watch things in reverse for the rest of your life and no one That's can true. acknowledge you. Like there's uh, <laughs> yeah, there's like a very weird isolation with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyways. There. I like that. One. Um let's what do you think I mean, I don't want to spend too terribly long and make this too long, but how do you feel about just going through each little section piece by piece and just yeah. real quick kind of overview on it? Yeah. Um, classroom section, initial classroom section, birds start hitting the wall, weird-ass graffiti and, like, Ooh. premonitions and all that, and then yeah. conversation with Jefferson where he forces you to say something. Yeah. What did you think about the uh, Kate's desk? Uh, so I didn't actually know until I was reading the story summary that you wrote that there were different options for it. Yeah. I had only ever seen that I want to die, and that was already really fucked up. That was up. really fucked up when I saw that. I'm like, this this makes me upset. I was yeah. upset about that. Mm-hmm. I, oof, I... So I know I said earlier in the episode, like, hey, the nightmare sequence felt kind of out of place, which I still sort of agree with, but also... Kind of fucking loved it. Kind of fucking loved most of it. Alex, and I love this, it. It's, this it's one of my favorite. So it's it's one of my favorite parts about the game, because and it's because I believe that it's her jumping around the different dimensions, which I like so much. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just a nightmare, it's fucking boring. <laughs> I, see, I, I I thought it was just a nightmare, and just as like a series of weird vignettes, I still loved it. Yeah, it's still great though. No matter what yeah. way you think about it, it's still really cool. So it's that beginning so section, fucking unsettling. Yeah, that I beginning really section like, is so creepy. Yeah, and I like the with, the conversation with Jefferson as well. Yep, I really like the birds just hitting the window and mm-hmm. nobody fucking reacts to it <laughs> at all, and it's just like, what the fuck is going? It's on? It's a really weird choice, right? Like, I don't see that in any kind of horror ever, and it's it's no. a horrible thing too. Like, I don't. I don't like the sound of a bird hitting a window. Like, I don't like it, and I don't like the thought either. You know? No, yeah. It definitely, I think it works with the um, the history they had set up in the game of, like, animals going crazy and dying and shit like that. That's true. Yeah. So, that definitely works. Um, the scene where Jefferson forces you to say one of a bunch of terrible things, mm-hmm. very good. I liked it quite a bit. It was super unsettling. Also, the only point in the entire game that Max kind of gets a little meta with it and acknowledges that she's making choices out of a choice wheel, which I thought was really interesting because if you sit there long enough, she just says, I'm not saying any of that. Yeah, like, yeah, I oh, know. You, so you <laughs> see that? See I don't know. That this, just supports huh? my theory that, like, she's in an area, like, she's in some kind of bizarre time where she's aware that of where she is like she's aware that she is in some kind of game or like you know what i mean that her choices are limited maybe but she also could have just dropped acid before she went to the lighthouse and it just really hit on the walk there you know nope nope um so jumping out of that you go from there into the section where you walk through the dorm a bunch right yeah yeah that was it was a little long what did you think of it? I'll let you do yours first. I liked it um, because of the flavor you got. Like when you walk up to Kate initially and she's grieving and um, I, again, I only saw the one side of it because I didn't know that it would be different, though it makes sense. She like 
basically condemns you for saving her life because now she's forced to live with what she did and like will never live that down and then jumps off of like into a white void and that fucked with me a lot too yeah i didn't like that either that made me well see anytime by the way just to be (laughs) clear anytime i say i don't like that it's because it made me uncomfortable and i do like being uncomfortable in those kind of scenarios so just a, a quick clarification but continue yeah um other than that i think it was kind of interesting the way that they like fucked with the you know like the posters on the wall and the graffiti on the wall i thought it created a really cool atmosphere and it helped that i just sort of stumbled into the solution to most of them um really quickly so i didn't spend too long there i do think didn't notice this one of the times when you're going through you walk to the windows by the bathrooms there's two really giant squirrels just chilling out on the dorm campus oh yeah yeah, I like those. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I like those giant squirrels. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I think the part where you walk around like as Rachel, when I played it initially, I thought there was something that I was supposed to get out of that, mm. but I didn't really feel like I got what they were trying to communicate, if anything. Did you? Gotcha. Um, not, not with Rachel so much. I, like a little bit, but not really. Yeah. It's kind of like you could make some arguments about whether or not it's like trying to draw a connection between Rachel and Max, which I think exists in the fiction of the game, but I, it didn't hit really hard. I just, I was taken aback, and I was like, oh, this is weird and cool, but it didn't leave a significant impact on me. Yeah, me either, really. So I just wanted to, because it just kind of confused me at the time. So No, this legit. So then from there... Uh, timeline and this is so fucked that's where you go to the maze yeah I think the maze yeah. is after that <laughs> maze. What a how, do you, how do you feel about the maze <laughs> so I really like the maze it um there's two things I do and don't like about it mechanically it's alright it's whatever you know mm-hmm. it's hiding from lights I just yeah. like I love the um the voices that are going on, like the the uh, the characters who are trying to find you. Obviously, I love Go Ape. There's a scene go for ape, those. Go Ape, Go Ape. <laughs> There's ape, a scene ape, for you, ape. for those of you who do not know, um, where you're walking through the nightmare maze sequence we mentioned in the story summary, and, and Warren is just he's just on some kind of pedestal, and he's just yelling Go Ape, Go Ape, Go Ape, which is something that he is really wanted to do with you he wants to take you to the movies so you can go yeah. ape with him and clearly max does not want to go canonically um, yeah i think that's just obvious <laughs> so i really like that but i mean it just gave me it just reinforced that this is just a this is just creepy this is just a weird creepy time and i really like the giant statue of principal wells yeah with like the fucking glowing eyes that are just looking yeah that was really good i i feel like they just had fun with it and i appreciate that you know i will say that's fair i think mechanically i just didn't think it was good yeah Um, me either and and there's like there's the section at the end where you can choose to try and find the bottles (laughs) and i did because i'm an idiot and it sucks, and the payoff is just that you take a picture, and that's it, and it's not worth it at all. Yeah. I will say just, like, design of that space was really cool. Like, yeah. you walk through the what used to be an art gallery, like, what's clearly based on the art gallery you were in, but all the pictures are, like, 
pictures of people in the dark room and it's mm-hmm. really uncomfortable. Oh, I forgot and, to like, mention that shit. Yeah, yeah that's my it's, favorite it's, part. <laughs> it, it was really, really, really cool. Yeah. I just think maybe um, don't have the section where you try and find the bottles. I think maybe that's the moral of it. Just don't. Yeah. Do you just think? Don't. I think. I like to think if this is a nightmare sequence, finding the bottles was a nightmare of hers. Because it was a fucking nightmare of mine. And right when they, right when they, found, right when she found the first bottle, like mentioned, like, oh, I should find the rest of these bottles or whatever she says, I laughed. I'm like, ha, ha, that's funny, guys. That's really funny that you'd have me do this again in a nightmare sequence. That's hilarious. That's really good. I thought you, I thought it was mandatory and it's super not it's mandatory. It's not. Yeah. I found them as well. So don't ah, feel too bad because I thought they were mandatory as well. Yeah. I, I just like that section. It's just fun. You know, it's fun to walk around as Max in this completely bizarre world that, you know, I would never have put my chips as being a real thing, you know? Yeah. I, I will say I could have done without Frank. I think Frank, like, everybody has their own little, like, couple of lines of dialogue, yeah. and I think most of them are really good and really creepy, and Frank's just kind of like, I'll kill you, you bitch. Where's my money? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, mm, that one's not great. <laughs> actually want that as a sample mm, i'll kill you bitch where's my money <laughs> yeah uh, i like so the jefferson from... ones quite a bit i also like that there were multiple jeffersons that was really weird yeah there's like yeah. eight jeffersons just trying to hunt you down and they all say creepy shit yeah Max. it was really good yeah <laughs> um then you go into the sequence where you're just sitting in the snow globe Watching the scene where you let Chloe's dad die, which I don't think there's much to talk about there other than fuck you for making me watch that again game. Yeah, I didn't really. At that point, I was kind of ready to be like, let's wrap this up, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of done with this nightmare sequence. I get you're trying to psychologically fuck with me a little bit here, whatever entity is doing this. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't feel too strongly or hated too much, but I do remember it very distinctly. Like, if you Mm. ask me to think about the nightmare section in episode five, I always do think of that snow globe sequence. Gotcha. I always think of the maze sequence. But, yeah, I I was still on board at this point, but the snow globe sequence was just kind of, like, it was there. Yeah. Um, And then from there, help me out. That's when you... Um, There's one more, I thought. There's still a couple of them. Is that when you go back to the No, that's... that's, You go back to the diner. That's the diner. That's the final part. No, you still have to do the backwards walking in the hall. I don't remember. No, that happened that earlier. We skipped that When did that, that happen? That happens uh, before because you walk into the bathroom and then that's the girls' dorms. Oh, okay. That's, uh, the backwards gotcha. sequence is after the classroom. Gotcha. Yeah, I got, I, bathroom I got the too. timeline all fucked. Yeah, it's um, all right. Backwards sequence was really good, but we already kind of talked about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, then you go into the, the bathroom in the diner then where there's a puzzle about finding the number to open up the keypad. That was pretty clever, but I really like that. Frustrating. Made me feel dumb when I figured it out, but yeah, it was me cool. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not much else to say there. And then there's like the scene in the diner, which was really weird. I liked that everyone was asking them, like pleading you not to kill them. Yes, that, that was, was really good. But <laughs> talking to Negamax. <laughs> fucking stupid i i really 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 see what they were trying to do yes and i think they very very nearly hit it so close they didn't like no (laughs) they it was really like it was a neat idea of like hey 
we're going to make you feel bad about the way you used your powers. And, like, there was a minute in there where I felt it, where it's like, yeah, you're right. I am sort of just rewinding time and telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. But I need I need more, like, that felt like one of the things where if the game had kept track of a little bit more and then been able to throw that in your face more yeah. subtly, it would have hit more powerfully. But instead, they're just like, haha, you probably did this. And it's like, well, I did, but also I saved people's lives. So. Yeah, I'm kind of super mad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do, I, you know, I mildly appreciate the whole kind of metaphorical thing that, like, while when you feel down like this chloe is there to take you away from that that those thoughts in that situation you know yeah so that is true i i like that the whole judge uh, taking you away from it but uh, taking the you convers- away from yourself yeah your lack the of self-confidence. conversation though is just kind of like eh. Eh. yeah i thought it was a little weird but i right when i saw her waiting at the table i was like this is gonna be really good this is definitely gonna be like judgment time you know mm-hmm. it was not but no. They tried. Um, and then you go to the actual final part, which is walking along that winding path that has actual tiny vignettes of where you see oh, all man. of your powerful moments with Chloe lit up. And then you just hear the dialogue in the background. And that part was really, really good. Question. Yes. Have you finished, like, Bioshock 1? Um, no, but I have read and watched the endings, so I do know everything okay. about it. So you um, know, like, you're kind of like... Mad spoilers definitely ink for Bioshock 1. Yeah, mad spoils ink. So if... You know how you kind of, like, look back to everything that Fontaine was asking you to do? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, oh, wow, I've just been, like, doing chores for him? Yeah, Did you and you're get like, that? oh, what I thought was this fun catchphrase was, oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever feel like when you were going back through those uh, vignettes with Chloe that, like, did you kind of feel a little like Max might have been used in a way? Because I know we've touched on that earlier, mm-hmm. but I got those that feeling from a lot of the, the moments in there, and I don't know if that's something that other people felt. See, I actually, interestingly enough, got the opposite of that. I found that my knowledge of, like, my connection to Chloe and knowledge of what her life was and what she had been through recolored my initial memories, like the initial instances of kind of her interactions with Max when normally I would have felt bad about it. Instead, I felt, I guess, pity or remorse for what she was going through and how she reacted to it. I didn't feel used at all. Mm. Okay. it's interesting. I, yeah, I, I got like a weird back and forth sense about it where I wasn't sure what the game was trying to do for me. And I, now that I like, you know, spent the time to think about it, it was definitely trying to make me look at them at a positive light, but Mm. especially how they framed them while I was in the nightmare sequence, (laughs) I thought maybe they were trying to get me to realize something negative about her. So I did think of it that way a little bit. So, I mean, I think they're just trying to get you to like evaluate your time and, and moments with her. And I, I think if you got something negative out of it, that's not that the game wasn't trying to do that. That's just telling of kind of her character and, and how you viewed her at some yeah. point, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I personally definitely felt the opposite. And like, especially the further on you went, it's like, oh shit. Oh shit. I remember this. Oh fuck. Oh God. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> And then you, you kind of you walking up there. You were kind of like, "Oh, this is, this is gonna end poorly." Yeah. Um, and it, you know, 
it did uh, really smooth kind of transition out of that section. I gotta mm-hmm. say, like you just walk up towards the lighthouse and then just boom, you're in the game again, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. but overall, nightmare sequence. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Felt, yeah, felt like I said, just felt kind of like out of place. I think, but good out of like weird Twin Peaks esque. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I felt too. And it just felt like it was an opportunity for the team to have a little bit of fun with with what they had. Um, mm-hmm. And I always like to see that. You know, it's yeah, it's good to watch. You know. Art, art kind of shit like that happened so mm-hmm. fucking off the rails whatever the hell we want to do throw it at the wall see what sticks yeah. i would love to see the sections that they cut out of the nightmare sequence and we're like no this doesn't work yeah i would really like to see those <laughs> as well it's interesting oh fuck um so do you have anything else you wanted to touch on because we kind of talked about the ending ad nauseum already so i think that covers everything yeah. i had about episode five yeah that's it that's it Alex. We did it Alex, if or I mean audience, if you chose Bay or Bay, leave let us know. <laughs> Bay it doesn't work over audio. Bay, as in as in as in the Bay of Arcadia, or Bay as in the slang term for a, I don't know, like a slang, slang term for babe. Babe. You know. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to explain what babe meant instead of. Just saying that Bay is Babe. So, <laughs> yeah. let us know what you picked. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I love that meme, but it's fucking stupid. That's um, so stupid. I love it too, though. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to do it for episode five. Um, as we mentioned, we are going to do an episode six. It'll probably be kind of may- maybe a little all over the place. We'll talk about um, what we'd like to see out of sequels, predictions, uh, all that sort of stuff maybe yeah. overarching themes how we thought it all connected really well because we're trying to stay largely within the realm of just episode five um you know check that out look for a week or two something like that um but yeah overall i we got through it we got through the five episodes of life is strange duncan we did, we did it we did it. it took us like two months it's like fucking it doesn't matter how long it took <laughs> it's not the path it's not it's the, the journey. journey it's the destination no yeah. it's the destination what if, what if you die on the destination because <laughs> it took you too goddamn long to get to city four to city five. Oh god <laughs> whatever well, we didn't we die did we persevered we did and i think we did just a fucking bang up job and i know everyone loves it so much um so if you have anything you would like to hear about in episode six anything you'd like to hear us discuss hit us up at thoughts from player one at gmail.com mm-hmm. um, or at our twitter which is at thoughts from p1 i'm pretty sure yep that's it dope we dope. got it um we got it just a brief update on that facebook page it is still <laughs> ongoing it's under development it's gonna be real good when it pops though so just keep your eyes peeled for that one <laughs> uh and the sonic update we're revitalizing it don't worry it's coming back all you 20 people who listen to it hey man we're those 20 people happen. know that it's the highlight of their month whenever those drop because <laughs> those episodes are legitimately fun as fuck to record so i hope yeah. they're fun to listen to yeah me too it's if not it's a blast. yeah if they're not fun to listen to though like I, I don't give a fuck they're fun to record so yeah i'll still do deal with it yeah um all right, so I think that's gonna do it for this week. Um, Duncan, do, do you wanna you wanna go ahead and take us out? <coughs> I've Ooh, been a, it's been a become, while. Become a changed man, Alex. <laughs> I don't 
I'm not resolving to this beans in the pot anymore. It's not me okay. anymore. Okay. All right. What is you? I am. <laughs> Spoken word raps. <laughs> Feeling good about this episode. Feeling good about the closer. Beans in the pot. More like beans in your face. So, (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll no. We'll talk to you later, guys. I was really on board with it up until beans in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alex, imagine beans in your. What kind of? If you could have any beans in your face, what would they be? Last question. Pinto. Pinto, No question. Pinto Pinto beans. Black. Ah, you fucking would. (laughs) Good night, everybody.